This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we have returned to talk more WWE NXT on the USA Network. And, of course, the Peacock. It's episode 609 of NXT. And uh, I don't remember what episode we're on, but we're past 100. So that's all that matters to me we now. Are. We uh, are. Yep. This episode was... Uh, not only did they give us some matches ahead of time... But they even built to a couple of these things. And mm. some of the build was a little shaky, but I feel like the payoff was there for the most part. Great. And I think the first match and the last match were like amazing matches that yes. I'm almost I'm almost like you could have saved these for a takeover and been like mm-hmm. awesome. No, I'm yeah, I'm excited to get started. But on I'm this like one. But I'm glad we got them. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right in because why put it off? Yes. Um, so we start off with a Falls Count Anywhere match between Leon Ruff and Swerve. Yes. And um and I'm like, this I'm like, what? A Falls Count Anywhere match on like regular TV, this is gonna suck. But man, did these guys deliver. Mm-hmm. So um started off, Swerve just starts going to town on Ruff, um, and does uh what do I have? Does not get confused. Oh, yeah. With the jump down the ropes thing that Ruff normally does. Yeah. That makes is. his opponents all crazy. No, yes. Swerve was ready for it. Um, Ruff trying to fly um, a few times here early on, but Swerve stops him every time. He's, he had his number. Um, we get outside the ring, and Swerve's just tossing Ruff into the apron after catching him on his shoulders, which was just bananas. Swerve putting putting Ruff in the into the plexiglass before into the grate. Um, then we're back in the ring, um, and if it's a Falls Count Anywhere match, I'm wondering why we went back there, but that's fine. Um, on the top rope, and Swerve gets off this amazing superplex for a two that almost seemed to move in slow motion, like Ruff was fantastic on it. Mm-hmm. Ruff now able to get in some offense with Swerve caught in the ropes and kicks him in, um, onto the floor. Ruff goes to jump off the ropes and Swerve knocks him down. Swerve flings a toolbox towards Ruff, who thankfully moved out of the way because it was going <laughs> for his head. Yep. Ruff reversing this move um, on the top rope and essentially taking Swerve um, down off the top rope by flinging his head from between his legs for a two. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Ruff with a hurricanrana off the apron onto the floor, and it was amazing. Um, not to mention Ruff started on the ropes. Um, yes. Swerve does this flipping bomb off the plexiglass to the ground for a two. Ruff with a frog splash after using a toolbox to hit Swerve for a two. Ruff with a springboard DDT and then a cutter before flipping Swerve over the barricade, then climbs up for a flip, and this big dude and this big dude comes out of nowhere, catches Ruff, and drops him on the barricade. But we're, it's all legal, as we're reminded. Um, Swerve with, they call it something like a JKL. I don't really know. JML Driver. JML Driver. Um, and that's how he picks up the win. Yes. Um, and, I mean, I just hit the highlights on this because so much happened. But th- I thought this was really great, really fun. Um, I don't know who the guy is that helped Swerve out, but we found out his name was AJ. Um, and uh, he, Swerve has some power in his corner now. You find out he has a little stable happening. Um, and uh, I'm here for it. I loved this. And they these two guys were just like flawless together. Mm-hmm. I thought this mm-hmm. match was really good. Mm-hmm. I only had, I have, I have but two nitpicks. One. Of course. One has nothing to do with the match. Okay. Although I will say the even though it's technically not illegal, like it's clean because it's false count anywhere, so anything goes. Yeah. Uh but and they are establishing this thing with Swerve. Like he right. is he is forming a group. But um The group that we've seen in the studio this whole time, might I add. Yes. Uh, so he's he's forming this group. But I don't think that they've... My nitpick is that I don't think they've named anybody before. Uh, and the announcers knew the name of this guy. Which yeah. is well, weird yeah. because the announcers... I feel like the announcers should kind of, to a degree, be a bit of a surrogate for the watch. Like, I don't know who this guy is. And I think it's more impactful for the circumstances and maybe even for the group if the announcers are like who is this person what is like it's a mystery you like watch again even to us yes to find out like what's going on here who is this person what's happening um i i don't i never really like it when there's sort of interference but i know what they're doing here obviously they want to i mean swerve as a heel heels are going to cheat even when they don't need to cheat Yep. Like, I get it. Um, this dude was huge, by the way. And he just, although I was going to say he just sort of hurled Leon Ruff neck first onto the ring apron, or not the ring apron, but the, uh, the, the guard rail. Yeah. But yeah. there was a moment earlier where Swerve did something similar into the ring apron on the floor. And it looked like he just chucked Leon yeah. Ruff. He had the Yeah, Leon Ruff was landing. dead a few times here. Like, yes. it was crazy. Um. Okay, so, like, that's a tiny nitpick uh, with the announcers kind of just making me feel kind of dumb for not knowing who this guy is. Like, I've never heard of this guy. He's never been on TV before. How do they know who this person is? He just showed up magically. He's he's top dollar slash AJ Francis. Yes. (laughs) Um, I think the the rest of his group also includes uh, Ashanti the Adonis as well. Um, yes, it does. And a woman wrestler that I don't know and I don't think was ever. No, and she's not um, she's not uh, added on uh, Twitter. So gotcha. OK, so not yet. Anyway, the other nitpick is really more comical, I think. Unless I fell asleep, I did watch this kind of late at night. 
So maybe I dozed off and missed this, but I swear, Jacqueline, they go to a commercial break, and I'm watching this on Peacock, so there's no picture-in-picture if they do that sort of thing Mm -hmm. on USA. So the screen just goes out, and then it comes back. And they're still fighting on the entranceway or the ramp area. And Vic Joseph is telling me, these guys have been fighting everywhere, in the locker rooms, backstage. I'm like, did he just make that up? Oh. Because I didn't see it. I don't think they showed us this, right? No, and well, and I also don't see a picture in picture, but mm-hmm. I also don't remember that being a thing. Okay, like he, I mean, it, it stuck with me because I'm like, wait a minute, did I miss something here? And then I rewound it and I didn't see anything. And I'm like, maybe they did a picture in picture uh, that I don't see on, on Peacock, but there's a big part of me that feels like they just said that for effect. Which I think is actually kind of cute and funny. Like, it's a small yeah. building. Joseph just kind of talks out of his butt sometimes. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, how can we hype this up? Like, they're fighting outside of the ring, but they haven't really gone anywhere. So, like, you know, when we come back from the break, we'll just be like, oh, man, what did what did you guys miss? They were fighting, you know, in a swamp. Uh, Swerve was almost eaten by an alligator. Like, they could have said anything. Um, they could have. And, th- and I think people would have believed it. <laughs> I mean, I would have. I literally right. thought they were fighting in the locker room and I just fell asleep. So Vic Joseph Maybe did a good job were, of selling yeah. it. But I love this match. I love the reverse uh, Hurricane Rana, the Poison Rana off the apron. Yeah, that, that was great. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't. Ruff is looking better and Swerve is getting to the point with me where I'm like, he could just work with anybody. Yeah. Uh, they did a lot of cool things in this match. I really liked it, and I went three and three quarters. Wow, I went low compared to you because I went three and a quarter. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, where did Gra- Grapple fell? Three point seven on this. Wow. You know, I always, I guess, my thing is that like I never want to um, get something too high. Like the first match is always hardest for me to score. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, you don't want to go so if- high because then you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of like me whenever whenever I review like a two-part TV episode. Like yeah. when we only review the first part and I'm like, oh, I, I got to wait to see what happens before I give. I don't want to say this yeah. is a five if the next episode turns out to be crap and it makes the story feel yeah. incomplete or something. So, yeah, I know exactly I always get like, feel. Yeah, I always get like the like anxieties, like great anxiety. <laughs> the first, first match anxieties. Yeah. Um, but I, it's safe to say we both really enjoyed it. And, Absolutely. Um, yep. I can't wait to see where this new faction goes. Mm-hmm. War games? I don't know. Uh, it's going to be that time <laughs> of the year soon enough. I know. <laughs> um, we're backstage, um, and Gargano is mad at William Regal um, and walks into his office, but Regal's meeting with Scarlet. Scarlet looks like she's about to beat Gargano here, and yeah. um, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, theories just being the worst in this promo. Oh, um, oh God, kind of is a jackass. he ever. And we move on because I won't talk about it anymore. <sighs> we get a match next. Um, Asher Hale, who's some bleach blonde dude, kind of looks like, what's his face? Um, mm. Shane Thorne, a little bit. Maybe, but yeah, I didn't see it because he had long hair. Mm. Um, so I wasn't uh, I, long hair is I mean you he may as well be wearing camouflage to me then like I yeah. I can't tell the difference between long if if you give me like Shane Thorne like right now and then give me Shane Thorne with long hair I wouldn't be able to tell you that they're the same person so right. yep. like very different 
Um, but <laughs> Asher Hill and then versus Cameron Grimes. <laughs> yes. So um, Grimes drops Hale pretty authoritatively to begin the match. Hale trying for a hold, um, but poor dummy, it's not going to work. Lots yeah. of off-the-ropes work, and Hale eventually gets a drop kick to stop it. Hale getting way too much offense in here and then gets thrown across the ring um, only to kick Grimes in the corner and flip up to the top rope. Wow, doing way more than expected here, buddy. Um, Grimes with a swinging something to disorient Hale and then the cave-in for the win. Yes. Um, This was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Grimes deserves better because he's a better wrestler than this, but we are where we are, so. Yeah, they're just kind of... I mean, I've I've always been a little confused as to why they continue to have essentially squash matches with established wrestlers. They, they, don't, yeah. they don't... Maybe they're starting to swing a little bit more towards the direction of an AEW where they don't have a squash match, per se. They'll have, like, an unknown wrestler, but yeah. just because they treat that wrestler like a competent wrestler who's... Can maybe right, hang with who can maybe hang with the star, but yes. is incapable of defeating them. Maybe they're starting yeah. to head in that direction a little bit here. I mean, this guy did have music and stuff, yep. um, and I can only presume that he is signed to NXT because he has a very NXT sounding name. So, yes. uh, I thought this match was okay. I went two and a half. I went two and a quarter. Okay. Uh, Grapple says two point four four. Okay. I think we're yeah, we're in the ballpark. Same yeah, I was gonna say we're all we're all in the same stadium this week. Mm-hmm. Um backstage, Caden and Casey, um, and they are just done with Mei Ling and Zia Lee. Oh yeah. Um, and they're still after those tag titles. They're like, Look, that's all fine and good, but this is what we want. And then Frankie comes out to interrupt and annoy everyone. Yes. And that's how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um next we get Everrise backstage um they're out to congratulate cameron grimes but grimes dismisses them pretty quickly and yeah grimes um, is heading to the club i mean if even grimes is like i don't have time for you like (laughs) yes should tell you something Mm -hmm. all right next match here we get grizzled young veterans versus thatcher and champa yes grizzled young veterans do not make their full entrance but they do get the mic um uh, Drake and Gibson do not appreciate the shoes off bit, um, but their promo just gets cut off by Champa's music, and it was pretty great. Like the sound team hit it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I will say, I was not like, this nearly is- enough people had their shoes removed. No, just- and and I will say though, but just the way it was cut off, like the timing was perfect. I oh yeah, so hat- excellent. Hats off. Um, worth it to note, Champa's back in briefs because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about whether he's wearing pants or not. It's always a topic of discussion on this podcast. I don't know why I noticed this. Um, But Champa and Drake start. Um, The crowd is behind Champa full on. Champa gets Drake down um, and then then starts on the holds. Then Thatcher's in working over Drake's arm. Gibson in um, for a very lanky man match. Um, Lots of swinging arms here before Thatcher eventually gets Gibson down in a submission attempt on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Thatcher having all the offense here uh, and Gibson calls in Drake to interfere and then Ciampa in to take out Drake and Thatcher takes down Gibson um, and then Drake's back in. Yeah, Drake's back in. Gibson tries to tag in, but it's an illegal tag because Drake was on the apron. We actually watched that part twice um, because it's not something we we see very often. Oh, no. um, you're on the wrong side of the ropes, buddy. But 
nice try. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, but the referee Drake um, called them out on their stuff. Thatcher pulls Drake, the wrestler, in and starts beating on him, um, but reverses. And then um, Gibson in to put the submission um, onto Thatcher. Chompa in, finally unable to take the business to Drake. And then Thatcher in to continue the work on Drake. And Chompa back in for some tandem offense um, against Drake. And then a running knee for a two. Gibson and Thatcher slugging it out um, again. And a double underhook suplex for a two. Drake trying to interfere and Chompa trying to help. But Gibson takes him into the announce table. And then Drake goes flying out of the ring to Chompa into the announce table. For you know, So he just is... Um, getting beat down there. Mm-hmm. Gibson in the ring and does this cool slam move for a two. Thatcher gets Gibson in an armbar, and Gibson taps for the win. Yes. Um, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. I did not um, think... I did not think Timmy and Tommy would win so quickly. Neither did I. Um, um, it's worth it to note, too. Sorry, I... I took notes after on this one um, that Ciampa actually somehow took Wade Barrett's shoe... Yes. Um, and you sit in the ring when he was. I'm like, it's just so bizarre. Yeah, that led um, to the finish. I think it did. It did. I got a little distracted during this match because mm. I started reading about referee Drake, who's bad man. Oh boy. Um, I and his his suspension. So I oh kind of got taken out of this for a moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, but the wrestling itself was good. <laughs> uh, that is a yeah. His story is a, a cautionary one. Um. Don't don't believe everything you read on the internet. Um, nope. Not about him. That's a warning to him, sir. Yeah. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I like this match. These guys hit each other really hard. I love grizzled young veterans. Uh, I really like Tommaso Ciampa. I could kind of take or leave Thatcher. Like I think he's good in the mm-hmm. ring, but yeah, it it kind of is. He what definitely. It is. He definitely needs to be teamed up with someone or a group that's more interesting mm-hmm. than him. I do not know to which you prefer, Jacqueline. I have no idea, but I'm sure maybe at some point we will find out. Um, so the only thing that was a detractor for me in this one was I... There's a couple things. I didn't like that Tommaso Ciampa used the shoot. Like, I get that there it's the, the, the poke at Zach Gibson because of the yeah. chant, right? But... Number one, they're the good guy team. They shouldn't need to use any sort of thing like that to get a, a leg up on the uh, the heels to get their to especially to get a win. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this would work so much better if this was the reverse. If Zach Gibson took the thing that Tommaso Ciampa was mocking him for, the shoe, took mm. off the shoe, used it for their advantage, and they got the win. Then I feel like you can continue this feud. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those WWE feuds where the good guy wins the first match and the feud just continues anyway. Um, right. Which I'm not a fan of. It like it damaged the score a little bit for me in this one, just because like it's not because of the match; it's because of the creative direction a little bit, and I feel like yeah. that kind of ruins the experience for me a little bit. I think this match was great. Everybody involved is super talented. I it just felt like that's a the real obvious direction you should have gone in was have Zach Gibson take off someone's shoe and then hit Tommaso Ciampa or or whomever. Um mm-hmm. and then use that to get the win for their advantage. And then of course you've got like a 
you know, built-in rematch. They cheated to win. Um, right. Champa and Thatcher, and then of course, you know, Champa is is hoisted on his own petard. He made fun of Zach Gibson for the shoe thing, and then Gibson takes the shoe and uses it for his advantage. So I feel like that's what they should have done, but they didn't. Um, anyway, that's a long way of saying I went two and three quarters for this match. Same. Okay. Um, Grapple was like, I don't care about your shoe business. They gave this a 3.19. Okay, Grapple. Really liking this episode so far. Mm-hmm. Can't blame um, them, we're really. Ba- yeah. We're back to Gargano and Theory backstage, still trying to find Regal or find trying to find Regal again, and they do. Gargano's trying to talk his way out of his match next week with Bronson Reed, um, but Regal's not <laughs> buying it. No. Um, and then he announces that Theory is going to go against Karrion uh, Cross next week because he pissed off Scarlett. Yes. So don't don't blame her at all. I don't. No, she did the right thing there. Yes, she did. Um. Then we see Swerve's new group all leaving together, celebrating Swerve's win, and I don't know where they're headed, but it seems like it's probably going to be amazing. Yeah, maybe the club that Cameron Grimes went to. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Next, we get a a hype video for Saray and Zeta Ramir. Yes. It's odd, but I kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're building them both up and they both have Zoe Stark in common. Yes. I'm just saying maybe they're going to form a, a good woman stable. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good lady stable. So that's uh, what I got. Of people who like to compete against each other, apparently. Um, but they also have each other's back. That's true. So, you know. Um, all right. Next up, um, Karrion Cross comes out. Um, his entrance is still too long and it needs to be edited. Ugh, um, and I, yes. And I just have lots of questions about who who told him that the vest that they picked out looked good for him. Because I mean, he may have picked like, out this vest. He, it could have been it his choice. It looks like he rented it at Men's Warehouse for the prom. Um, <laughs> here, it is here, prom season, though, Jacqueline. Maybe it was a tribute. Yeah, here are all of my notes on this because um, they all revolve around uh, uh, this vest. Um, no one decides to wear a silver paisley. Um, <laughs> I had no idea what he was saying this whole time because the vest was so distracting, especially when I realized it looked like there was a piece of electrical tape holding it together at one point. And I'm like, I just have so many questions. <laughs> then Kyle O'Reilly comes out to interrupt, which mm-hmm. makes sense. And then we have to talk about his outfit. Oh, my he has God. flannel over an Easy E shirt with mm-hmm. the stupid hat and the skinny jeans and the pointy shoes. And oh, my God, it's screaming for ska music. Just fully commit to this damn character. Yeah, no, he's, like no, they're they're committing to the Cameron Grimes thing of calling him Cool Kyle. Which, guys, I like no. Kyle O'Reilly a lot, but when I see this guy come out, I don't think, especially with like his weird faux hawk rat tail thing he's got going on. Yeah, this guy does not scream cool to me. Although I will say I laughed when he went to Scarlet and then tipped his hat to her like a gentleman. Yeah. Oh, no, he is a Scott kid through and through. Like, yes! here's the thing: you put him, him and Sami Zayn could be brothers at this point. Like, just, <laughs> just go all in, just go all in. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle though is challenging Cross, and then Pete Dunn comes in to make himself known. Yes, and his music's horrible still. I don't mm-hmm. know why he ever changed it. And I will say what I did learn from this though: Pete Dunn, ridiculously skinny legs. Like they are Unbelievably so tiny. Believably skinny legs. Like toothpicks. 
Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> stop <laughs> looking at. Yeah, you were I'm like so- glued to hit Carrying Cross's uh, vest. I could not stop looking at Pete Dunn's ridiculously thin pencil legs. Like, yeah, didn't didn't know that was that happened. Then Finn Balor comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cross finally looking maybe a little bit worried because he's. Yeah definitely the target here um finn going through his resume and then just knocks cross um yeah, yeah and then now it all breaks down finn knocking everyone out cross is alone in the ring cross cross suplexes a security guard who may have been dexter loomis like i don't that's what it looked like <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh then the way comes out into the ring from behind to take down cross gargano and theory taking on cross and now all i want is a gargano and cross match Mm-hmm. So that's where I ended that. I, um, I I'm thought, glad we got distracted by the same things. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the thing that really stood out, I, like I thought Pete Dunn was pretty good here. Um, like Kyle O'Reilly was good when he needed to be good. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not really buying the cool Kyle thing so much. Um, I thought the person who shone the best here was Finn Balor. And to be honest, he has... The best case to make. He was the person that Cross defeated for the championship. And he's like, look, Pete Dunn, been there, done that. Kyle O'Reilly, been there, done that twice. Yep. And then he's like, look, Karrion Cross, I have something to say. And then immediately starts beating him up. Yeah, uh, that's, that just was went, the right way to do, handle this. Yeah, he just went right to work. Uh, I thought Finn looked excellent here. But yeah, I liked it. I did too. Lots of fun. Um, and then we go to Zeta Ramir and Saray yes. um, in a match. Um, lots of quick movements here early on. Saray gets Zeta down, Zeta down with a drop kick. Zeta takes Saray down in this really interesting hold. Um, Saray, though, answering with a slam um, of her own, followed by some interesting submission attempt. Um, Saray with a running drop kick while Zeta is leaning on the ropes and her head snapped backwards in a very unnatural way for a two. Mm-hmm. Saray with a missile drop kick, but Zeta is starting to come back in another drop kick. Saray goes for another drop kick. There's so many drop kicks, but Zeta aware enough this time to move out of the way and get Saray for a two. Zeta with a sling blade for a two. Saray then with a German suplex and then another one that looked like Zeta snapped her neck again and wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so my big thing here is that I don't know if Saray is that hard of a kicker. Mm-hmm. Or if Zeta is that good at snapping her neck back, but it looked really nasty. I'd probably say a little bit of both, although given Saray's yeah. experience, I would say most of that uh, is on Saray for making it look so good. But yes. Yeah, because I thought that I that I was impressed by that the most in this is just like how how like her neck it seemed like there was no bones mm-hmm. or something. It was like uh, yellow. So speaking of things that are completely unrelated to the match, uh, you're talking about carrying Cross's vest and Pete Dunn's incredibly skinny legs. Uh, yeah. And Kyle is, Ska music. Like, yes. We, keep, we need to keep saying this. Yes. This is uh, this is highly unrelated to the match with Saray and Zeta. But I cannot get over the disparity between Saray's uh, bright and colorful and fun an energetic entrance and music compared mm-hmm. to her very, very, very stoic entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. She's bright, bright colors, happy music, and she walks out prepared for battle. 
Uh, I love the juxtaposition of it all, though. <laughs> yeah, that works for you. It doesn't work it does. for me. It feels it feels too weird to me. But um, really, but yeah. a pirate coming out was fine with Kyrie saying, "Come on." Well, yeah, but like, okay, but that was dumb. But Kyrie had piratey music. And she came out and she had a lot of life and yeah. happiness and she would pump her fist and say, ahoy, you might think it's dumb, but it like it fit with Saray it, it fit is with the a presentation. video game character. Saray is a video game character. When you think of the avatars bopping mm -hmm. before like you go into the fight, like that's yeah. what she looks like. Yeah. Um I don't know. To me her entrance feels like you've created Amazing. a wrestler in a game, but you forgot to give her an entrance animation. So oh, I like it. <laughs> she go, she just feels very stoic compared to the rest of her like the rest Brand. of the presentation. Yeah, it's like there's the smoke and there's this music. It's very upbeat and energetic, and she comes out and she is very serious. Like mm -hmm. the it just doesn't the tone doesn't seem to fit for me in the ring. I think she's off. Like once she gets in the ring, like. I, that's yeah. when I see personality come out. She's got physical charisma. Like, in the ring, her matches are good. I like her energy. I like what she's doing. Like, everything she does looks good. Um, I don't know what the point of this whole Zeta... Like, they gave her a win last week for her to come in here and then lose this week. So, I'm not entirely sure what they're doing with Zeta Ramir. Maybe nothing. They're but, building uh, up a women's stable. They could be. They really could be. Like, based Beautiful. off of mutual respect. Yeah. Um, and I like and match, mutual though. hatred of Tony Storm, which we'll yes. get to in a little bit. Yes, we will. Uh, but I like this match. I thought they worked really well together. Zeta Ramir looked pretty good, and uh, Saray looked really good. Um, it was pretty short, though. I ended up going two yeah. and three quarters. I went two and a half. Okay. Grapple says 2.65 right in between us. Okay. All right. Um, we're backstage, um, and Imperium's all gathered around with Walter on FaceTime speaking in German. Um, I don't know what is being said, but he's definitely telling them what needs to be done and how to handle their business. Yeah, he definitely um, says incompetent, which I don't know yes. if there's a German translation for that, and it just sounds like incompetent, or he just used English and said incompetent. So. They might maybe they wanted to like highlight that word or something, but yes. then Wolf leaves, um, so... Uh, thinking maybe he's not on the same page as everyone else, but I really have no idea because I don't know what was said. Maybe mm -hmm. they called him incompetent. Who Ooh, knows? maybe. Um, we get another video for Diamond Mine, and here's a thought. Yeah. Here, I'm because I'm trying to like not get excited for this when They're I don't. Definitely know what it is. cage fighters. I'm thinking, what if it's just a wrestling school or a new workout app? <laughs> Just like it's it's actually nothing to do with like yeah. they're just selling a product to you. Yep. Uh, that's what I'm going with here. <laughs> I, I feel like it's I feel like it's definitely gonna be a fighter stable, but I have no idea who's gonna be in it. So mm. uh Brock Lesnar. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Could you imagine Brock and NXT? Give me no. Brock and Drake Maverick, please. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I, actually, I think I would prefer Brock versus all of the people I hate. Can we do like Brock versus Velveteen Dream? Brock versus Austin Theory? I don't know who else was a jerk. Maybe Brock versus Drake Wirtz. Uh, any, any, anybody who's like probably shouldn't have a job in this company right now, but still yeah. do. Uh, Brock versus yeah. those guys, please. Yep, and then and then just Brock 
And it should be like a loser leaves NXT match. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because you know they're not going to have Brock Lesnar lose. No way. Um, <laughs> then we're backstage. Um, Tony Storm, she's going to charge up on Zeta and Saray, but then Zoe steps in and Tony mm. just backs off. Like she's afraid of Zoe or something. Yes, but Tony Very had weird. a great promo, though. This That's, that's later. Yes, it yeah. is later, but this was like, yeah, like they did nothing with her here, but they do. Yeah, I, yeah she comes back later. Yeah, they're still doing the Zoe Stark thing, but so um, I like this. I, yeah. In concert with the promo, like she backs and, off here, but later. So we might as well just talk about the promo now. So um, yeah, Tony spoilers just is comp- for later. We might as well, whatever. Um, Tony's just pissed. She's mm-hmm. still gunning for Zoe, and um, so th- mm-hmm. I mean, this feud's just raging, and I'm yeah. excited about it. Um, you know what would be fun now that mm-hmm. I'm talking about if we have a. Oh, the well, girl and, group, yes. Yeah, if Tony forms one and EO does a heel turn. Ooh. And then joins her, which I know makes no sense, but mm. like it could also be a lot of fun. I mean, I know they're doing this like fighter thing, but what if the Diamond Mind is like an all-girl group? And like Tony Storm M- is Marina forming. and Jessamine? Yeah, like Tony's forming <laughs> it and she can get like Marina and Jessamine in it. Yeah. Or EO. Um, or, yeah. But yeah, I uh, the only reason I wanted to mention the promo, I love the juxtaposition between like Zoe gets in her face and Tony backs off. But when Zoe's not around, now she's gonna talk shit. Yeah, uh, I love that, and I'm really enjoying. Too. I'm really enjoying heel Tony Storm. Yes, and uh, I have to say, I um, man, I just admire Zoe Stark's arms. Um, <laughs> yes, they are ridiculous. Zoe Stark's workout routine, getting a shout out. Oh man, I wish I should look on Instagram. I bet you there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then we get what the most upsetting match of the night: Jake Atlas versus LA Knight. Yes. Um, LA Knight has a mic, and he is so stupid. Um, Atlas deserves so much better. <laughs> um, I, I, I love that know. LA Knight's catchphrase, Jacqueline. I don't know if you've caught on to this or not yet. Is LA Knight? Well, no his his catchphrase like he'll say something. And then uh-huh. he'll say, that's not an insult. That's just a fact of life. Oh, yeah. He's dumb. Okay. But I don't know if you've caught on to this. But listen. I haven't. <laughs> you need to go back and listen to them. I know it's not easy because it's an LA Night promo. But you need to go back and listen to them. Because every time he says something and then says, that's not an insult. That's just a fact of life. He's not actually insulting anybody. Love it. Like, he'll say so something like, dumb. yeah, he'll say something like, I'm going to kick your ass. And that's not an insult. That's just a fact of life. I'm like, no, that's a threat, sir. That's not an insult. Like, it's close to an insult. <laughs> like, they're in the same family of yeah, words. Yeah. But they're not but the they're same not thing. But they're not the same thing. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, Atlas holds on to Knight's arm and Knight flailing around ridiculously. Atlas um, staying on the arm, Knight trying to pick up some steam, but Atlas able to stop it until Knight goes to the outside and hits Atlas through the ropes and then jumps over the ropes to take Atlas down. Atlas getting some really great knee strikes in, um, but Knight pulls Atlas by the front of his shorts into the turnbuckle. Um, This match is very uneventful. Atlas trying his damnedest here and said it won't help Knight um, said it won't help. Um, Knight hits his finisher, which I don't even know what it's called, and wins. Yeah. They should call it the Knight Rider, but they don't. I, I bet you there's like trademark things. So <laughs> Yeah, probably. Poor Jake Atlas. Uh, yeah, I, 
I found this kind of boring. Barely even got an entrance there. Um, yeah. Now, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm wondering if my microphone is going to pick up the very loud ice cream truck that is driving around outside my neighborhood. Get me a chip witch. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. Um, what's your what's your mailing address? Uh, right. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, the, that's a long way of saying I gave this match two stars because same here Jake Atlas I was rooting for him yep. 2.22 from Grapple yeah good um, Indy and Candace are backstage there was a picture of Indy um, and Dexter um, or Dexter carrying Indy hand drawn that yes. Candace puts in a locker then Luma shows up behind a, gla- a glass door with flowers but Candace oh my God. telling just, Indy to forget just, the boy and get just, her head in the match just staring just it's holding flowers, thing. holding flowers with a murder creep stare just yeah. from behind a door. And then Candace hilariously just closes the blinds slowly. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. So it was a ridiculous little backstage thing. So mm-hmm. next on stage, um, we get Legato del Fantasma looking sharp. Yes. In the ring, um, mm-hmm. Escobar running through his NXT accomplishments, saying last week last week was a premonition yes. that he will retake the cruiserweight championship, and then wild now on the mic calling out MSK, saying that they are going to be the next champions. Mendoza smiling so big here, it's amazing. Then mm-hmm. saying they are challenging for the tag team titles. Yes, um, and I, I love this team so much. Then Kushida jumps on the mm. big screen to interrupt. Um, and he says he's putting up his title next week against Escobar. So we get a rematch, and I'm super excited. I would like to make one request to the people who put together the NXT television show, and that is to please provide me with one Kushida promo each and every week. Thank you very much. Uh, he was on last week, and he was absolutely wholesome when he dubbed his trio MS Kushida. And yep. this week... I loved him even more uh, when he said that uh, Escobar had made a big mistake and he said that you and me next week for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, let's do it. (laughs) I love him. And can we not forget how he like just stared like through Jordan Devlin? Yes. Like, (laughs) yes. Um, He's he's so perfect. Love this man. Yep. So, and I I love Legato Del Fantasma. So, Mm -hmm. Um, then we get Raquel and Mercedes appearing in this weird video chat. Um, yes. Like, side by side. Um, Raquel is going to use her pure raw power, but um, like against Mercedes Martinez may not be the, I don't know, may not be as powerful as it has yeah, been Mercedes against is, others. Mercedes is pretty powerful herself. Yeah. I this was a pretty good build up to the to the match because then Mercedes goes um, goes into saying how Raquel was only able to win because uh, Mercedes paved the way. Yes. Um, Raquel is cookie cutter, um, mm-hmm. but Raquel saying she's um, she's gotten or she's gotten better faster than everyone else. So yeah. um, I think this really like tied everything, um, and, and I'm excited for their match next week. Me too. I think they did a pretty good job here. I'm pretty excited yeah. for the match. Although I don't know what's going to be the headliner for next week, but um, I need this because isn't the the match with Cross and Theory a non-title match? Yes, but they are doing Kushida and Escobar as well, right? Um, mm. For the Cruiserweight title, mm-hmm. so so one's opening, one's ending. I'm sure. Yes, almost certainly. Yeah. 
I'm guessing um, they're probably going to close with the cruiserweight title because I don't think that there's. I'm I'm looking forward well, to the match, but I don't think there's a lot of steam behind Mercedes and Raquel. Um, and well, I don't know because Raquel doesn't always do long matches. No. So I think she's. I think that would be the better match to put at the end. Just have like a really fun powerful women's match to close out the night. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little bit since they, well, I mean, they main evented on this show. I was going to say maybe it's been a little bit since the women main evented. But, hey, what's the harm in doing it two weeks in a row? There is none. Nothing, yes. Yes. Um, We see Cameron Grimes um, walking up to the club. Um, He's finally wearing a shirt <laughs> under his jacket. Ish. Ish. It's, an, it's, it's an unbuttoned shirt. So, like, what are you doing? Yes. Um, he's trying to get in the club, but the bouncer is saying that someone rented out the club. Turns out it's Ted DiBiase. I have no idea where these weird videos are leading, mm-hmm. but clearly there's some kind of a rivalry between Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. Yes. <laughs> Not yes. really sure. I mean, I laugh every time he screams Ted DiBiase, so yeah. I get a chuckle from that, at least. It's like, it's almost like a, um, like a Scooby-Doo reveal. Mm-hmm. Like, you menacing kids, like meddling, kids, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Ted DiBiase in a lot of ways is very much a Scooby Doo villain. So yes, there you go. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, main event time. We get the women's tag team championships. It's the Way versus Shotzi and Ember. Mm-hmm. Um, Shotzi wearing a Freddy Krueger inspired outfit. Um, not really sure, but that's yes. how it goes. Oh, and I should say this is a street fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so there just are no rules. Um, which means the way starts because um, you don't even have to wait for the bell. Um, nope. but I know, but I knew early on I was not going to have any idea what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was mostly right. Um, because a tag team street fight. Didn't make much sense to me because if no one's legal, it's just no pandemonium. Tagging. Yep. Yep. Um, so Shotzi gets out the table. Candace gets out the chairs. Um, Ember gets um, Candace down um, with a trash can. Shotzi hitting Indy into the table. Candace out on the outside. Shotzi and Ember take the fight to Indy in the ring. Ember and Shotzi with tandem drop kicks while a trash can is over Indy. Um, and they cover, but Candace breaks it up. Candace slides to the outside, but Ember and Shotzi hit her with the trash lids. Um, another table comes out and Ember goes to set it up, but Indy in to take over the fight. She gets Ember over the barricade and using her long legs to her advantage, then setting up the chairs. But Ember back um, on the barricade and gets Indy face first into the chairs. Um, Indy's sitting now on a house of chairs um, that they've kind of all stacked up together. And Shotzi goes flying, goes to fly out of the ring. Um, but Candace with the fire extinguisher for mm-hmm. the save... Um, Ember drop kicks Candace in the ring. Candace goes shoulder first into the post. Um, and then Shotzi has Indy on the ropes and Ember smacks her with a chair. Another tandem move to get Candace down for a two. Um, there's a ladder set up and Candace is laying on it. Shotzi with a diving senton onto the ladder and it doesn't break, but Candace falls off anyway. Um, the ladder was between the apron and the barricade, so it looks super painful. Um, Ember puts Indy back first into a table for a two. Um, it looked ridiculously nasty. Shotzi laying on a table, one side of the ropes. Um, Oh, Shotzi's laying on a table. One side of it's on the ropes. The other side being held by Indy. And Candace moonsaults onto it for a two. Mm-hmm. Um, Indy with a spine buster on Ember into a ladder for a two. This woman's just going crazy here. Indy clearing the announce table. Shotzi gets Indy 
on the announce table, climbs the lighting rig, and then flies onto Indy, destroying the announce table. This match just exceeding expectations. All these ladies are just like maybe crazy um, and amazing. Ember and Candace still in the ring, fighting it out on the ropes. Candace out to take care of Ember, but shots in to break up the fight. Candace puts Ember on a table, and Indy puts her through it. Candace has Shotzi in the ring and gets the wicked steps stepsister off on a chair and gets the win that was surprising i thought it was the right decision oh really okay i did i because candace candace should have had a championship a long time ago in nxt but Mm. i'm glad they have this one and i'm excited about this especially while they have all the drama breaking down yes um and i think it's going to be fun to see how how this is all going to play out okay so i can't argue with you about candace you know this. I'm a big fan of Candice LeRae. Yeah. I am very happy that she is finally getting a little bit of spotlight. Yes. Uh, and look, uh, not even, not even to, uh, not even to dig at Indy Hartwell because I thought Indy was good in this match. Normally, she does not look very good in matches, but she looked good here. She did. Um, so she really stepped up. So. That's good. I just feel like these titles have been newly established and they or, they already changed hands like the night they were established to begin with. Like the night they were introduced and crowned to a champion, they already changed hands on that night. And Ember and Shotzi have not really been champions that long before they lost the titles. I get that there are not a lot of teams to go around, so it would be very easy for Ember and Shotzi to run through everybody in short order, which tells me, make some more tag teams, guys. Um, And what I will say, too, though, is that the men's tag team titles, I mean, they mm -hmm. haven't been up. I feel like like they never have the men's tag team title matches. Like... It's so been it, it's it's been pretty infrequent, yes. Yeah. So um so to me I think it may I think I'm more excited about this because I'm like, oh, this is like fun. Like because mm-hmm. you don't know what's happening and who's pretty much done. <laughs> okay. Um all right, so what would you give the main event? I went three and three quarters. I really enjoyed this. I was close. Uh I went three and a half. I also oh, no. really enjoyed this, even though I did not like the title change. Um, so soon into their run. Um, did we mention like there was a weird promo or something before this with like Frankie Monet's dog in Shotzi's tank? No, I I left that out on purpose. I just okay. like I didn't care for it. And it was kind of like juvenile humor, and I was like, we don't need this. Yeah, Vince McMahon may have wrote that, uh quite possibly. Uh, I that up. Grapple I gave w- it 3.64, by the way. Oh, so really wow, we've been really close this whole episode. Um, yes. One thing they did men they did announce, and I think it was during this last match though, that next week we're gonna see Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane against each other. Yes, so So interesting. Could be. Uh and I would like to point out for just hilarity's sake, whoever runs the WWE NXT Twitter account does not know Alexander Wolf's Twitter handle. Uh nice. so they write here, years of history built the collision course set for Killian Dane and at Alexander Wolf this Tuesday on hashtag WWE NXT, hashtag NXT Tuesday. Then the first comment is from at Alexander Wolf, who says, you keep tagging the wrong wolf. You want at the WWE Wolf. 
This Alexander Wolf is also a checkmarked Twitter user, but he is an art, a musical artist uh, of some sort. I love it. He should just steer into the skid, man. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's probably like tired of getting a bunch of like ats from wrestling fans <laughs> that are like, right? can't wait for your match, bro. Yes. I like that a little further down on this. He goes, maybe I should just become a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he does. That's funny. <laughs> um, and they also announced uh, that we've also got Karrion Cross and Austin Theory. And our I'll double main event. I'll talk about the I'll I'll include the the double main event because we've got two title matches. Yeah. I'll do that at the end. Um, okay, everybody. So that's a wrap on things. Um, uh, if you were so inclined to uh, help continue fund Cinema Geekly, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Cinema Geekly. Otherwise, you can just head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Then you can hit subscribe. And then you can come back next time to hear us talk about more NXT on the USA Network. And, of course, the Peacock featuring the WWE NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Kushida defending against Santos Escobar. And the WWE NXT Women's Championship Raquel Gonzalez defending against Mercedes Martinez. <laughs> <laughs>